Welcome to another powerful teaching from Dr. Todd J. Pulliam, pastor of One Accord Church. Lord, help me. On Thursday, I started teaching from John 7, 37 through 39, in a series on being led of the person of the Holy Spirit. We have been teaching, and I said eight, I've been wrong. I'm on week 13. On teaching on being filled with the Spirit, being filled with a person of the Holy Spirit. My spirit is immediately drawn to John chapters 14, 15, and 16, where Jesus makes clear that if I don't go to my Father and stay there, then the person, as I paraphrase, who is just like me, who does everything I do and can go further, who is the Holy Spirit, can't come to you. Known in the Greek as the comforter and the Greek known as the parakletos. One who walks alongside her. One who empowers. Uh, one who reinforces. And so the scripture says that he will come along and remind you of everything that Jesus said. He would remind you of everything that Jesus did. That's what makes him so powerful. And so we started off teaching you about being baptized. Another term we use is filled with. Now, some people can borrow that and say that when I was born again, the person of the Holy Spirit came to live inside of me and I was filled and it's true. But when you're born again, you're only a receiver. I love teaching this. You're just a receiver of healing. You're just a receiver of deliverance when you're born again. You're just a receiver of breakthrough. You're just a receiver of Christ doing all manner of things for you as he stated in his word. You're just a receiver. You got one river. In some cases, the scripture, Jesus himself spoke of it as a well. A well takes care of one or that family. One river can, can do that. It can't, it can't take care of the community. It can't take care of the city. Uh, you, you, you can't take it abroad. So that's what born again is. It's, it's self-reception. But at some point, you want to become a distributor. You want to distribute to the masses, to humanity. You want what's coming into you to be offered to them so they may experience what you're experiencing. This is called the Holy Spirit baptism. And this is where the Lord puts power on you to represent him, to give to the masses. Can I get an amen? Can I get an amen? All right. So we start out with John 7, verses 37 through 39, that talks about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And we talked about how the Father made a promise to us all. Am I correct? And that promise to us all was the person of the Holy Spirit, that he would come upon us. We would not just be filled, but he would come upon us. And so baptism in the Greek is the Greek word baptizo, which means to immerse. So that's why you see certain churches immerse folk in water. 
because they're baptizing them. And so if you receive a drop, someone's sprinkle, or some water's thrown at you, that's not the same baptism as a water baptism. And so when the Holy Spirit talks about a Holy Spirit baptism, he's talking about a full immersion. And the Lord gave me some revelation even today. So I want to take my time and make sure I lay it out. A full immersion into his life, his personality, into his power. But then the Lord brought to my attention, and I'm going to take you there hopefully today, in Acts chapter number 2, where Peter begins to speak about the prophet Joel. And he talks about how the Lord said, I will pour out of my spirit. We always take into the mindset that the Lord's just going to pour his spirit out. But his spirit is a person. He says, I will pour out of my spirit. So that's where the baptism really becomes powerful because in order for it to be poured out of his spirit and onto you, there's an immersion that first has to take place. Got it? So I'm putting that in there and you will see it uh, in the word. So the Holy Spirit baptism is a full immersion into the person of the Holy Spirit who is an individual but he's like God and he is God. He is not small enough that you can match him. God is unlimited. We know him as omnipotent. Amen. There is no limit to God. There is no limit to the person of the Holy Spirit. This is very important. How else can a billion plus people receive Jesus at the same time? Okay, all right. So uh, this helps us. This doesn't destroy us. This helps us see that God is bigger. This is so good. Bigger than our actions, bigger than our deeds, and bigger than us. So that means our thoughts can't be capitulated to just our mindset. They must go with our spirit. When our spirit teams with the Holy Spirit, then we become bigger than. Got it? Just throwing it in there. Now go with me to Acts chapter number one. While you're doing that, let me get somebody to come up here and turn this air on. Carolina has done it to us again. Y'all may not feel it, but I do. Acts chapter number one. <laughs> I can hear them. Okay, and I want to start at, thank you, I want to start at verse number one. The former treaties have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach. So you have actions and you have teaching at the same time. Until the day in which he was taken up. So he does it all the way until he's taken up. When he's taken up, the person of the Holy Spirit, you'll notice, comes back. And when he comes back, we have what Christ gave us while he was here. All right until the day in which he was taken up. After that, he threw the Holy Ghost, not through them, not through anything funny, but he, Jesus, while on earth, through the Holy Spirit, so pause and write these notes, uh, or write this in your notes. While on earth, I can do nothing without the person of the Holy Spirit and be successful. Spiritually. 
while here on earth, I can do nothing without the person of the Holy Spirit and be successful spiritually. Okay. Until the day in which he was, he was taken up, after that he, through the Holy Ghost, had given commandments, structures, instructions, pardon me, unto the apostles whom he had chosen. He chose them. You'll take time to read on chapter number two, and I'm giving you this so that you're without knowledge, that you're with knowledge, pardon me, that you're not going to walk around without it. You have it. Beginning of chapter number two, it's 11, okay? They got to get it back up to 12. So they try to hear through the person of the Holy Spirit who's to be next. They don't wait. So what they do is what we call cast lots or gamble for who the 12th person is going to be. My theists would win that out. So that's just something that you would be knowledgeable of. Remember now, the Holy Spirit would come to them after that happened. Had he come before, the choice would have, may have still been Matthias, I don't know, but the process of making a choice would have been different. Verse 3, to whom also he showed himself alive. So Jesus showed himself to the apostles alive. After his passion, circle passion, the passion means his death, burial, and resurrection. So when you watch a movie that says the passion, I want you to understand what it's saying. It's about the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. He considers his greatest love on the earth to be his death, burial, and resurrection. All right, praise the Lord. And then it says, his passion by many infallible proofs, unchangeable proofs. He cannot make them different. He can't undo them. They're valid, proven proofs. Being seen of them how many days? Can't hear you. Say it one more time. And speaking of the things pertaining to what? Amen. All right. And be, well, Lord said, hold on. Okay. And speaking or teaching, providing revelation, knowledge, and insight of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. So the gospel uh, is not, well, you can say it's about Jesus and it's of Jesus. But if you do that, you're talking of the kingdom because he's the king of the kingdom. And so uh, making your notes, I want to start studying the ministry of the kingdom of Jesus. Okay, verse number four. And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem. Don't leave this holy place. I'm slowing down because we're so used to church starting at 1030 and it must be done by 1230. And every time we take in a service, we say, not all of us, but a good many of us, I have just enough time to fit this in. I got time for a service, so let me go. All of our other things are so more important to us that we believe we have to do them and fit God. 
instead of doing God and seeing if there's somewhere to fit things. A lot of people don't like to hear this. But I, I like to share my life. I, 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 well, okay, how do I want to say this? There are people who get to the end of their lives, young or old, who realize that everything they did in between, in between was nothing. It was eerie. It was no good. Because now they have to reckon with God because in between they did nothing for him. All of a sudden, a job doesn't mean that. I'll tell you how meaningful a job is. When you're laying there and things can't get right, the doctor would tell you in a minute, do not think of your job. You don't have a job now. They'll tell you that. And you say, well, no, when I get up, I've got one. No, no, no. While you're laying here, you don't have a job. You don't have a boss. They told my wife, if you're going to give them trouble, you got to get out. Look at all the wives. Mm. I don't know about that. But you can't give the patient trouble that presents the opportunity to the patient to not be healed. The doctor says all obstruction to healing and deliverance must go. They had a talk with me before I left. says, just in case you tell people that you did not have what you had, read. And it tells you at the beginning, you cannot argue. You have months before you're allowed to argue. You cannot fight. You cannot have an attitude. These are not Christians. It's people. You cannot hold unforgiveness against your neighbor. Oh, oh, I tell you what, I'll bring my papers next Sunday. You can all, we, I'll read them to you. They tell you, you can't do these things because these things prevent you from receiving a touch. Because even though we may or may not be Christian, we need God. Hallelujah. So you can't do those things. All right. You do those things, and you can't be healed, and then the showing of who I am and how I touch and how I change cannot be revealed. All right? So uh, we thought all those things that the doctor says don't worry about are important. I'm taking time to teach you that they are not. It is more important to be filled with the power of the Holy Ghost than it is to be the best at your job. As a matter of fact, if you put it in proper order, you will be the climax of your job. If you put the Holy Spirit first and you put him in your life and you learn the word and then tell the Holy Spirit every day, I'm going to obey you, obey the word and follow you. Show me how to be the best at my job he will show you, and you'll be promoted to the top. You'll receive offers you don't even understand what you're receiving them for. Up there talking about, well, I don't probably should, should take that job. I know me. You know, I, I think you're supposed to have three degrees. I don't have one. 
and they're still saying, but would you just take this top job? We understand we're going to overrule that. Oh, I, I don't know if I feel like you ought to be overruling. Then shut up and let the Holy Spirit answer your request and take you because he knows what you're going to do. What are you going to do? Holy Spirit, put inside of me what people with three degrees would have and make me even better so I can honor the request being made to me. And the Holy Spirit will do that. And then people will say, oh my God, look at this child here. Now you want to make this a lifetime commitment, don't you? You want to stay at the company forever. Don't be talking about, I gotta, I'm, I'm going to check some stuff out first to see if I should be with your company. No. Now you do that when you meet the requirements in the flesh. Uh-oh. When you meet them spiritually, you receive what's being offered in anticipation that your request to the Holy Spirit is being answered. Yeah, I'm with your company. Lifetime, lifetime. Now, if you mess me up, I'm going to have to do something different. I understand. We're not going to mess you up. We're not going to mess you up. You work about four weeks, you wondering, well, it's supposed to be, I'm supposed to be paid $4,600 this month, and you get a check that says 92. I, I'm, I'm knocking on your door because a mistake's been made, and I want to catch it because I don't want to have to be paying back. Nobody asked you to pay back now. Oh, I'm going to teach today. I want to pay back an error. Oh, I don't want to have to pay back an error. What's the error? You gave me 92. I'm only supposed to get 46. No, we gave you right. You had a change. Yeah, I had a change, but I haven't heard anything about the change. Shut up. Write the change down. Thank you. I was so uninformed. You have informed me. I did receive my change. And this is what I'm going to expect every week, right? That's what you'll get every week. Thank you. Appreciate it. Then you go talk to God while you stumble up the stairs and figure out how to get your bearings because your salary has doubled through the person of the Holy Spirit. You don't have to listen to me. You can do your own thing, you know. You can do your own thing in a state that is number 50. 49 and other places. Just go ahead and do your own thing. Or you can listen to the word and get your pay like it's number one. So people say, well, I come to church, you know, and I'll just put my good two hours in and that's that. What if God wants you to put three in before he touches you? Service ends at two, two hours and 30 minutes. Oh, well, I missed you. And you get in your car and drive off? No, you're going to sit in that car and you're going to wait. Listen to your music and pray in tongues. You say, Why haven't you left yet? I got five minutes to go. They don't know what you're talking about. People talking because they waste that time doing nothing. But you're intent chasing the Holy Spirit. Then it hits. Lord, it's been three hours. Get ready. They don't know what you're doing, man. 305, and the power of the Holy Ghost comes in your car. And you waited. And you got it. 
Wow, 90% of the people left when it was good for them to go somewhere where somebody couldn't do anything for them. See, I always remember that the Holy Spirit can do for me what nobody else can do. Pardon my style of teaching today. He can change me when no other person can. Do you have, don't, don't raise your hand. Are there things in your lives that you hate that you do? That don't, don't, remember, don't raise your hand. That you would like to stop doing and you want him to get involved to help you stop. Don't raise your hand. Well, I'm just, I'm, well, Holy Spirit keeps saying, remind, remind, remind him. I don't want to see it now. There are things you want to stop. There are things you want to get better at. Maybe it's just me. that I'll be the one that'll be the, 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 the lamb here. And, and I'll, I'll use myself as I always do as an illustration. There are things in my life I want to end. I want to stop. And I want to better things in my life. But people can't do that for me. If I just had the right people in my life, you would still struggle with whatever struggles you have. You have to have the person of the Holy Spirit work with you. And even while he's leading you, there are times you drop the ball. Hey, can I put it this way? You missed the channel and you tune in wrong and you drop it. You got to take your hand back up there and what? Rework the channel and find it. Sometimes when I drive my vehicle, if I turn it over to the guys, and I come back, man, I've got to redo the seat. I've got to redo stuff and mirrors. And, and, and don't even talk to me about a radio that I only know two ways to work. And it's got a thousand different ways to work it. I, and I get so mad because it's changed. And now i got to have knowledge to change it back. You know what the Holy Spirit said? Well, if you want the channel you want, you better change it back. So what is he saying? If you want me, you better figure out how to put your hand on the dial and turn back to me. Because everywhere you go, someone's going to change the channel. I can go home now? I did it? Oh, well, praise him. I was, I was concerned that I was working extra hard today. I had to go slow and everything. Oh, praise him. But what, what will he do? He, he will, if you change it back, he'll speak what? Loud and clear. Why? Because the person of the Holy Spirit never stops talking. He never stops ministry. He never stops touching. You just have to find the tune and dial into it, the, the, the channel you want, and you got it. Someone say, dial into the channel. Oh, okay, where'd that come from? Because that was so weak. I just, you know, can I have one strong side? I need a strong side. Is it a dial into the channel? That's what I'm talking about. That's the way I like you to talk. You know, when you, when you need a breakthrough, you got to talk real. You can't whisper and play around. Well, Holy Spirit, I need a breakthrough. The softer I talk, the more you move. And you know he's going to say, no. I'll talk with authority. That doesn't mean loud. I'll talk with authority. And the more adamant you are with your faith, the more results you will see. Hallelujah. Can I interject something here? This is so different. You can put this on your notes. When God speaks to you, 
He talks with command. He, he talks with authority. So, so Sometimes it's softened. If you ever notice, it's with authority. Okay, this is important. Because when the Lord commands us, we're thrown because of how he speaks to us. And we reject all people from our lives that don't speak to us, that don't speak to us, pardon me, like we say, respectfully. But I'm, I'm giving you this so you know how to hear God. God will come to you and say, Jackson, do this, this, and this. Doesn't even mean a thing to him. He's going to do it because he's so used to that. And a person who's never heard that, they'll think that that's a person doing that. And it's disrespectful. And we'll reject that person. A person can come to you with the instructions of God. You say, I don't know what to do. Here's what I'm going to tell you what you need to do. Do this, 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 and this. And they'll stand there like this, and you don't even know them. And here's what comes out of our mind. I don't even know you. And you talking to me like that? But see, God speaks in commands. You understand? And so he'll, he'll, he'll tell you through that person something very rough that if you don't do something with your hearing spiritually, it'll be your hearing fleshly that will reject an answer from God because of how it comes. You know how many people get mad at me for how I talk? Don't talk to me that way. I'm better than that. Don't you speak to me. And, and, and yet and still, I'm leading the thing. Well, if, if your hearing was so right, you lead it. Well, no, no, no. Then shut up. No, I'm, I'm telling you how to hear God because the saints of God are destroying their opportunities. You can't ask God to lead everything, handle everything, and but speak to you the way you want to. Doesn't work that way. I'm not saying being mean to each other, but when you're intense and you're focused and you're trying to hear him, you don't have time to say, do I ask this? You only got time to say, this is the word of the Lord. Hear this. Sometimes you don't get a chance to say that. You just have to say, do this right here. Do these three things and tell me how you turn out. It's amazing. Oh, yeah, people break down on how you talk to them. <laughs> okay, finally broke up. It's how you talk to me. Oh, okay. How you want me to talk to you? Now my flesh is in it because I'm more concerned with how I do it than what I do. See, the Holy Spirit is in control. You're avoiding poison. You're avoiding issues. Let me tell you when you don't listen. All right. I can't remember the year. She remembers. My family remembers. Uh, this, the seriousness and Julie may remember this from Michigan. I, I, I can't remember. But I went to a Bob Evans. 97. About 97. And, and I went there, and, and I was going to be a focus of one of his things in one of his big meetings. Big meeting. Thousand plus people. And John, was, John and Gary were with me. I think both of them were with me. Yeah, John and Gary were with me. And, and we went. And everybody sat down. And, and, and they thought John was my boss. So the lady came out and she gave John the hot tea. We both requested hot tea. So they gave him the hot tea. And, and I was waiting. I said, ma'am, I requested hot tea too. I'll, I'll be with you in a minute. 
and I could tell she was a little upset. So John said, ma'am, I need to get this right right now. He's my boss. I'm the armor bearer. Oh, she went back and got the water. When she returned, his was made. Mine wasn't. I had warm water. It wasn't hot. And I had a bag. And she said, put the bag in. You'll be okay. So being nice, I could hear the Holy Spirit say, oh, don't do that. Don't do that. And I wasn't listening. And I put the bag in. And I waited and waited forever. It was too warm to really do it. So I did it without honey. And I took it. And I drank it. And the Holy Spirit says, I'm going to show up and rescue you. I didn't know what he's talking about. And Alan Kreider was the first one who walked past. And he was going to the bathroom. He took a look at me, and he just kept walking. He took another look, and he kept walking, and he went on. And all of a sudden, I couldn't see, and my world just started going around, and it started. And the Lord said, she drugged you, son. And I tried to tell you, you did not listen to me. And I remember trying to reach for Alan Cryer, and then John jumped up. John said, something's wrong. And you know, John, John at that time did not play. He alerted the whole restaurant. Gary said, get up, get up, get up, get up. And they got me up, and they put me in the car. And um, <laughs> this is so funny. They said, we're going back home. We are not going to do this. And they were trying to get me home to get me to a hospital because I did not. Don't y'all laugh at me. If it ain't a hometown I live in, I don't believe in no hospital. Whether it be the mountains or the valleys, whether it be Atlanta or Snookum, I just didn't believe. And this was Ohio, and they were saying, we need to take you to us. I said, no, no. And I still couldn't see, and my whole world was shook up. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get straight. The cop pulled us over, the state trooper, and he says, you are sick, sir. This is not a drug. You have been drugged. And I said, I understand that, sir. And I sat over and threw up all over everywhere. And he said, please let me take it. I said, no. And I told him, I don't know the hospitals here. You got to drive me. They have to drive me all the way back to the thumb. And I remember I threw up in the car after the cop finished. <laughs> Child looked down while he was driving. He just shook his head as to say, Lord, the things I have to go through as an armor bearer is unbelievable. Gary, in Sambo the Cop, I can't stop Oh, he was in. He was in. Gary, Gary was going on in. I'm telling y'all. And, and I fell asleep, and the Lord came to me. You did not obey me, and because you did not obey me, the enemy has hit you. Out of mercy, I will deliver you this time. But if you live your life by not listening, I will not deliver you anymore. This is going to hurt you more than anything has ever hurt you. But when you get to Michigan, before it's time to preach, I'll fix you. Threw up again. It was the worst experience. Jackson and the worst pain I have ever felt. Got to Michigan, they drug me inside. We prayed over me. And I slept, and when I woke up, like nothing ever happened, then I felt his power come on. He said, that's me. I made a promise. I'll keep it. I said, I make one now. I'll forever listen to your voice, and I'm sorry that I didn't. Bob Evans claimed they didn't know anything, but there were witnesses 
of unbelievers as well as believers to watch them drag me out of that place. And so had I listened, John tried to save me. What did he use? Order. Oh, I'm teaching now. He tried to save me. Had I embraced the order, it would have been easier on him. I'd have made the meetings and heard somebody talk about me. All I got was a cassette tape. Do, do you, you understand? Even if I, I can't remember all the details, I just remember that, that I suffered vicariously for not listening. Now, I wasn't there for Kreider later on. He suffered what I suffered, and he didn't make full repairs. But that day, he was so hurt to know that he walked past, and, and I'm, I'm trying, but everything is slow motion. If you don't listen to the Holy Spirit, you will embark upon things that you call life and that you call ordinary or just what you have to deal with. When if you listen to them, you can avoid it. There are times with my car where people will say, can I drive? No. Oh, he's mean. No. I've heard the Lord say, leave it still. Why? Because the car is responsible to transport the gift to the assignments. It's not a car like everybody else's car to get everybody around. Come on, Christians, I'm teaching you. That's how you make your car his. What happens? He takes care of your car. Oh, Psalms 91 starts to mean the world to you because he's obligated because it's his car. I appealed to Rocher on Thursday night. Man, I had all kind of lights flash on my dashboard. And then my car, right on two notch, leading up before you turn on 20, said, Clunk. I said, well, I'm not used to this in Jesus' name. I said, you start back up. We ain't going to have no problems. Lights flashing everywhere on the dash. I couldn't have figured out what was wrong anyway. Lord said, put it in neutral. Watch this. And I put it in neutral, and the dash went blind. Nothing. He said, now start up. And ran smoother than it did before. So I told Roach when I got, I said, Roach, check that thing, man. And, and, and if it's that bad, about two quarts and, and you know, oh boy, we, whew, we were making plans. Why? Because even after the Lord gives you instruction, it goes from faith to presumption if he gives you instructions and delivers you, but then you can still notice, notice there's a problem that you should fix. I can't get to this outline, Craig, like I want. I should give it to you and let you take it. I, I, I keep missing my outline. But, but Roach can tell you, I came to him on Thursday. Fix that up. Fix that up. By Thursday night, I drove all the way back. Everything was fine. See, that's when the Holy Spirit delivers you. But what did I do? Go get the oil anyway. I asked Roach if he would get it, and he got it. By the way, if he didn't hear the Holy Spirit, when I'd ask him to do something, he'd be like, what do that for? But he heard the Holy Spirit. So he's doing what the Holy Spirit has directed him to do. That's why the, the band is as good as it is, and the singers, and, and the audience, and the choir last week. It's because of the person of the Holy Spirit. 
Well, she's sitting up there, she played an organ, and she ain't looking to see if I played an organ. I have to look at every key, and I have to think about every key I punch. The song would go on, and I would only get the first three chords out while I studied to think, is that going to be right? And, no, she, and, and see, be careful, because wait, here's what you're going to say. She's got it memorized. Janice got it memorized, I know. Don't do that. Because you can memorize the whole thing, but if the touch of the Holy Ghost doesn't get on you, there are certain things you can't do. You can play and it not be together. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You ever been around music when it ain't together and everybody jamming? It just, it's awful. You wanna know why I stopped singing? I sung one time in church, I ain't gonna tell you what year it was. And the Lord said, that was, that was just, that was awful, son. I, that, I'd rather you just be silent rather than sing again. That was awful. What it was, what, <laughs> there was no anointing. And I'm up there just bellowing out, and the people go, oh, that's so nice. <laughs> she passed. Ooh, Jesus. And if you ain't careful, you'll try to put something in there, trying to make it what the Holy Spirit will give it. When he anoints you, you just flow. Last week, somebody in the choir, the sister just flowed. This week, the sister got on her knees and the Holy Spirit said, get out, get, 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 get out the way. Here we go. And she started singing. I said, Lord Jesus, I ain't know which way to run. I, ain't, I thought, well, I'll drop to my knees like her. He said, don't you dare do that. You mess up the whole thing. The whole church will be on their knees. <laughs> do you see the anointing? That's, that's what the Holy Spirit does. See, that's why this is taking us long, because if you got to hear about the power, because the church was transformed through the power. Men and women's schools succeeded through the power. The supermarket succeeded through the power. It's not the people, it's the power. Amen? Everything succeeds through his power. Okay. Somebody shout. That was some good teaching. Uh, and I'm giving myself three minutes because it's, it's quit time. Is that, is that okay? I'm going to give myself three minutes. I know I, I, got, I got a few okays. And it will be three because I know what y'all thinking. Three means 12. Three means 15. Three means 20. Three means three. Let me read this verse. So he talked to them on the things of the kingdom. Now, verse 4, And being assembled together with them, Jesus and the disciples commanded them that they should not depart from church. I said church. It says Jerusalem. Because they didn't just, it just wasn't the city. It was where they were in the city. But wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, you have heard of me. And that was the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, verse 5. Read with me and let's read loud. Let's read. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. Now, that's pretty powerful. If you and I hear that, it's saying John was the culmination of a certain baptism. I am the entryway into another. And now what that says? He doesn't tell you to stop, but he says that John's baptism is with water. Mine's better. 
His is with water, but mine is with the Holy Spirit. John himself says this. He says, I'm not worthy to tie his shoes. I'm a baptizer of water, but the man who taketh away the sins of the world is him, which means that water baptism doesn't take sin away. I'm telling you now, 100 people lining up for the water baptism, two for the Holy Spirit baptism. Oh, I'm teaching it right now. You got to laugh with the sister. It's true. And they'll line up and they, everybody will see, you know, down by the river, riverside, wade in the water. We got all kinds of souls we'll see. And we'll go, to, we'll go to heaven and back on them things. And when somebody go down, oh, they can't calculate, you know. And then we watch when somebody stand up. I just want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. But John and Jesus both would tell you that the water baptism is no match for the Holy Spirit baptism. And the Holy, baptism, Holy Spirit baptism is more important to the church than water baptism. We don't like this, but this is the truth. Now, Peter is going to give you the, we call it apostolic, or the apostles' doctrine, which is do them all. But Jesus, well, let me break it down to you. Go down to verse 8, and then we can go home and read it with me. You there? Let's read it loud. Read. But ye shall receive power. When? After that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea, and in Samaria, and outermost. So what part of that did he say you got to be water baptized? When do you get power? When you get water baptized? Some people get up out that water and they shout. Ain't nothing wrong with that. You feel the Lord when you come out of that water. But is that where your power comes from? Is that when he gives it to you? That's no, there's no biblical evidence of that. We have to fix this in the church. We have to also fix the idea that just because you do something for man doesn't mean you've done it for Christ. But if you do it for Christ, you do it for man. Uh-oh. Got it? Write down Matthew 25. I'm going to study on my own. Okay. I don't know. I'm trying so hard to get... <laughs> to chapter number two. I can't do it today. I'm going to dismiss you. But chapter number two in this same book is so powerful. Uh, to, look, just so you get it straight, Tuesday afternoon, I'm going to teach to the prayer class for the Bible College. It's a tremendous class, class number three, standing in the holy place through prayer. Wow. I, I would get that. So a week from today, I'm back in chapter two. And I want to talk about Pentecost, and I can hear the Holy Spirit say, you're trying to go too fast, so tell him it's going to take a minute. It's going to take a minute for me to teach this. I'm going to go slow and let him direct us. Um, we, okay, so we have, to, we have to hear how 120 were all filled. How? Who filled them? What were they filled with? Then we got to stay in the scriptures and find out how thousands of people below, because they were in the upper room, heard them 
in their native tongue and in their native dialect and were able to interpret what they were saying. Because they weren't speaking their languages. They were speaking their common language. And those people heard in their language a word from God. And we blow it off like it's nothing. The work of the Holy Spirit is the greatest work. I, do you all remember taking to the scriptures where they preached on Jesus and people got water baptized and born again? What did they say after that? But have you received? This stuff's so good, we got to send people here. We should be coming to church to get a touch from the Holy Ghost, to, to be filled. Hallelujah. Word of faith, I love us, we're all part of it, but listen, word of faith made a big mistake. We brought everybody to the church to learn teaching. Teaching's good, but teaching with power is better. Amen? So all the things we do, we do with power. And, and I'm finding out that I'm, I'm, I'm not going to tell my age, but, I, but I'm, I'm still a fairly young man, uh, but I've got a little age on me now. And I'm finding out that people have been doing this till their 80s for nothing. When I get to my 80s, I'm going to be fighting to think of you. You understand? And, and you're going to be thinking, somebody got to get me true. I'm going to do like Dr. Price. I'm going to do like Brother Copeland. I'm going to go to my 80s teaching. Walking up and down the aisle. There'll be a lot more people. I'm just going to walk up and down and teach. Teach the truth. Then I'm going to flow. Because a lot of them don't flow. You know why? People don't take advantage of it. And people don't believe in it. And you don't get money for flowing. You want to kill your money flow in a minute? Start flowing with the Holy Ghost. You're teaching, you get, you get thousands. You start flowing and going into the spirit, and you get $3. And I don't know what it is. People just don't, mm, I don't know about that flowing thing, you know. I don't feel God. Well, we know why. He's getting on you, ain't taking it. Hallelujah. Oh, that's so weak. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to another teaching on the Dr. Ty J. Pulliam podcast. We call you blessed.